feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback. No Asian Joe, no Phoenix Marie. We're starting off hot this week with my main man, Ace Mike Malero, with the Wrestling News. Ace, how you doing this week? It's still real to me, damn it! Everything's good. Uh, you know, I had a long weekend, uh, but uh, everything's catching up. We had a couple things we had to fix in the house. Uh, our air conditioning, uh, the dryer. <laughs> it's oh. been a busy weekend. That stuff takes time. This is the time of year you don't, you need air conditioning, especially in Vegas. But back, it gets really hot in New York too, doesn't it? During the summer? Oh, yeah. Humid? I said last, last week it's been like, you know, in the 80s and we have the three kids and all, so it just, it just gets nasty in here. Oh, that's uncomfortable. That's, I'm yeah. glad you got that. That stuff, it just takes time though to, to get that stuff all right. But you need to make sure going into the summer you have that because otherwise it'll make for a really, really miserable summer. The, it feels like we just talked the other day. This is a <laughs> short week here this week as uh, I get ready to head off to Australia. So we're uh, doing a recording tonight. Asian Joe, hopefully, I'm not sure if he's going to make tonight. He's on set uh, with a new company. Um, and he was hoping to be out by 7. And then last I heard is he may be stuck till after 8. And then with my schedule tonight and having I got to finish probably 10 things before I leave, including doing a promo for one of these promotions, which they just asked for. So, uh, knock all that stuff out. I got to get up super early to square away the townhouse and, uh, work out and get everything all the yeah, loose ends tied up before I fly out at eight, eight Oh five, I think Vegas time to San Francisco. And then I got a 16 and a half hour flight to Australia and get in Friday morning. So, it's uh, and then go straight into media as soon as I get there. Then wrestle Friday, Saturday night, and then I'll get four days off in Australia. So that's when uh, I'll be able to maybe take a breath. But until then, it's going to be go go go. But we uh, we got some wrestling news though. We, uh, we had we had backlash. What else? What, what do you, what do we have this week, Ace? Let's start with backlash. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to give a little, little review because uh, a lot of people have been really down on the show. And I think it's pretty unfair. I mean, I think the biggest problem was just you had WrestleMania, you had the greatest Royal Rumble, and I think the show wasn't hyped very well. I mean, I, I the show was in Jersey. It's literally four blocks from my office, and I didn't see anything promoting it. Oh, so, really? Uh, you know, I was away all that last week, so you know, I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown, but you know, it just didn't feel like it was very heavily promoted. And I think it just kind of got lost in the shuffle of WrestleMania and greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's uh, not every show can be the biggest show. I mean... You're coming off the heels of the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, marketed <laughs> for marketing purposes, the greatest Royal Rumble of all the Royal Rumbles. So it's like, that's just imagine coming the greatest WrestleMania, then and, and you, the, having to follow that. That's, uh, you know, that's like having to follow Sean and Taker after their first WrestleMania match. It's like you don't want to be yeah. in that position, right? So backlash just was, you know, just put in a bad position. But it was I, I I caught parts of it, so it was uh, everything. It, 
everything is just from a marketing standpoint. It was probably there was short amount of time to promote it because Greatest Royal Rumble was getting all the promotion before that, and again coming off WrestleMania and everything, it's so it was just a short promoted show. Yeah. And, you know, like you're saying, following up was hard. The opening match of the night was Miz and Seth Rollins, and they just had a killer match. Uh, you know, those two guys were always going to be the conversation best in the, in, at the WWE. You know, it, it sort of felt a little weird to have two guys who made event at WrestleMania fighting in the opening match, but these are two guys who always give it their best no matter where they are, and they put on a hell of a show. Uh, Miz, actually, I was watching SmackDown, he just had a hell, hell of a match with uh, um, uh, Jeff Hardy for, for, for the uh, qualifying for uh, Money in the Bank, and it was a cool little finish for that one, too, so... I love watching Miz in the ring, so. Yeah, he's, uh, I'm telling you, he's an all-around, just extremely solid, great performer. He's, uh, I've talked about him a lot. I've known him from, from Tough Enough, and I'm happy for him. He's been very, again, he's just, he's so consistent. But he's, he's, uh, he's improved as time has gone on, and I think he's, I remember back early on, the big thing with him was he wasn't very believable in the eyes. And I say that from from being there and training with him and hearing critiques on him in person and, and whatnot. And, and he has tightened up his stuff over the years and um, he keeps himself in shape. He's not, again, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the smallest guy. But damn it, he's consistent. And, uh, and that's what that kind of stuff gets you in the Hall of Fame based off of uh, the criteria. I guess there really is no right or wrong criteria for the Hall of Fame. But he, no. uh, but you know what I mean, as far as being consistent over a, a long period of time, um, he has done that. So I'm happy for him. But Seth and Seth is incredible uh, too. Yeah, just did the set. They were, both of them were fun to watch. And you know, it was a great way to start the show. Uh, the other really well-received segment, they had uh, Elias. He was in the ring performing. He was, you know, they were in Jersey. He was making fun of Bruce Springsteen, so it was kind of pretty funny. Yep. But uh, then he got interrupted by New Day, Rusev, Noe Jose, Titus Worldwide, Brizongo, and then uh, Bobby Roode came in and took him out with the glorious CDT. Uh, it was just a great segment. It, it went it was 14 minutes, but it didn't feel like it. It was just very entertaining and very funny. I mean, it, you kind of wonder, you know, you have a lot of these guys who are getting these huge pops like Elias and uh, you know Rusev. The crowd was going nuts for it. They didn't wrestle a match, but the segment worked. And it, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of think uh, maybe it was the best place for these guys. Instead, of, you know, and again, it's just great to see that reaction for uh, guys like Elias and Rusev. So, I didn't. What uh, speaking of that? Because I, I didn't see what happened with Rusev for, on the show, but with Elias, I think they have something pretty, pretty cool in him. And uh, you don't always have to go out there and being a wrestling match. You can get more over being in a segment if it's done properly. Yeah. And um, and again, a great way to get multiple performers on the show without having a match, get them a payday. And it's a fun little segment. And I think uh, Elias has found himself in a nice little spot there. And he's uh, he's performed very well. He's he's entertaining. And I think if he can continue, like in ring, I, I enjoy watching him wrestling. I think if he can keep, if he can get that character he has uh, on his promos, and incorporate that even more into the ring, and he's done a great job, especially this early on. I think he will just he will become a bigger and bigger star. Granted, he's he's given the platform to do so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, the other thing a lot of people are complaining about, and I agree with this one. You had AJ and Shinsuke. They fought a twenty-two minute match, not non disqualification match, and it ended with no contest. Where both guys knocked each other out with a nut shot. And you know, it's like all these matches have been, you know, someone's hit someone in the nuts. I I don't think there's ever been a wrestling food with two dudes so obsessed with each other junk with the, with the other's junk. 
Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's the story they're telling with, with Shinsky <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, not, not being obsessed with his junk, but just with the with the low <laughs> blows. It's, uh, but it wasn't. It didn't close out the show. So I, I think it's fine. You, there's only so many things you could do, and I think again, I it's so hard to get feedback off of. You can't just go by what you're reading on the internet because it's such a small percentage of people. Where it's the and again though they've they've lost some of the casual audience and a good part of them over the years, but it's. Uh, it's a way to prolong the program and without without a finish yet because they're they're not they're obviously not ready to wrap this up yet. So that's uh, I think wrestling fans sometimes need to have more patience because, like I said here, the problem is too is a lot of people go online and can't control themselves and just read spoilers on everything, and so they 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 really are just hurting themselves. Because they're taking the enjoyment away from themselves, and then they, oh, I saw that coming. I knew that was happening. Or this is, you know, it, there's only so many things you could do in pro wrestling. And if you know, again, if AJ beat him, how many people are you going to have bitching? You know that Shinsky lost, or you know if AJ lost, how many people are you going to have bitching that AJ lost? The, everyone has a platform to bitch now, so and they're gonna that that these people that go online because that's what they do. So if it's not about one thing, it'll be about something else. It's I, I thought you know. They've they've worked well together, and it's uh, it's a way to prolong the program. Sometimes you just got to. I, I know Punk, CM Punk, low blowed me two Hell in a Cell pay per views in a row to beat me. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember once as a good guy and once as me as a bad guy. And I remember I was just thinking, like, <laughs> what the hell is their obsession with me getting low blowed on Hell in a Cell? Because <laughs> it was the only times it happened, and it was back to back years. But that's what you know. The, Whatever reason, it's they don't do it all the time, but when they do it, they do it. So, you want to give a lot of credit to Carmella. You had a good match with Charlotte. A lot of people were complaining about the match, but I liked it. I mean, sure, well, Carmella's done a good job of playing a heel. I mean, you know, yep. it, it, you know, it, she's not winning the matches clean. It's like you know, she, she's a dirty fighter. You know, uh, you know, Carmella looked injured, and Charlotte took advantage for the win. And I, I like that kind of stuff. You don't see that as much in wrestling as you used to back in the day. And you just build it up. So when she does lose, it has a huge impact. So. I, I like those kind of matches. So, I just I love I, I love that people are upset that they're upset because she's doing her job. <laughs> it's, yeah, and uh, and she's doing it well, and uh, and eliciting the reaction that she's supposed to, and uh, and they try to justify it probably by no 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 it's not the right kind. No, you guys don't like her. That's exactly what they, that's her job. And you guys you guys are biting hook line and sinker. So. Why are you upset? <laughs> uh, it's uh, some people make me laugh, but it's. I think she's she's done a, a phenomenal job uh, from her time up there. Too. She's a beautiful girl, and she uh, she's only going to continue to get better. I'm sure the longer she's up there. You know what you said. That reminded me. I think it's Hurricane posted on tweet for this week that your wrestling was so much better before everyone knew everything. And I think, you know, Carmel is a perfect example of that. Everyone's very concerned. Oh, she wasn't a wrestler before WWE. Who cares? I mean, doesn't matter. You know, she's able to, right. She puts this great performance on now. It, you know, it shouldn't matter if she had, you know, 20 years in the Indies or wrestled in Japan or, you know. No, she, none of that matters. Great, yeah. 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 I don't know what people's obsession with that is. It's, and it's, again, it's a small percentage. And it's, uh, all that matters is what you do when you're there. 
and your work ethic when you're there and in how you apply yourself when you're there. There's no right or wrong path. If you come one path, that's fine. If you go another path, that's fine. But to, but it's amazing how people love, people just love to judge. And I say, like I said, if it's not over one thing, it'll be about something else. And that's just sure. what, uh, and unfortunately, rest, some wrestling fans can be the, the just harshest critics and worst judges uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm happy for her. She's, uh, she's doing well. Yeah, it's comic and wrestling fans. They they like to hate they they hate stuff more than they enjoy it. So I, I never quite understood that. But uh, you know, the, the main event it was Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. They said a lot of people were leaving early, and again, I thought it was a good match. I mean, you know, I, I don't necessarily like you know thought the finish was great. I mean, it's just you know, but it was a good match between two guys. I like watching wrestle, and you know, people leaving early. I mean, it was just bizarre, you know. I didn't. So I didn't ever. Uh, what was the deal with that? As far as was it a long pay per view or? It didn't seem like it was only three hours. The last match wasn't even that long. The last match was only 20 minutes long, 18 minutes long. Okay. So, but it seemed like a lot of people, you know, and I, I know they were in Newark, so maybe people just want to get out to catch the train because you don't want to be stuck in Newark that late. But yeah, you know, it, just, it just seemed like a lot of people were leaving early and, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of people jumped on it. Like uh, Meltzer was saying, uh, uh, because of how bad the WWE show was last night, we had so many people uh, trying to access our website to complain. The site crashed under a DD, uh, what they believe was a DDoS attack and shut the member content down. And I think that's bullshit. I mean, come on. <laughs> I can't imagine you know people were flooding the website complaining about the that's, show. It was, uh, it was not that bad. God, I, I honestly don't even know what to say to that. That's why if you <laughs> the your number one priority is going onto an online wrestling news site to complain <laughs> after uh, watching a product that that was there was nothing worth complaining about on there. Uh, I just don't. I, I I don't know. I'm just a completely different mindset. I'll never understand people like that. It's uh, but I think Roman and I saw I did catch the majority of that match, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought everything and it's you got to understand that, again. Finish wise, too. There's only so many ways. Sure, you could do a finish. It's like a finish. It's the problem. This is what part of the problem is with wrestling, with the direction it's gone, is when you have a bunch of guys doing these ridiculous finishes night in and night out. It then all of a sudden it it takes away from everything else because it's uh, I don't know. There's just there is something to that. And then when you do a really bad at like. Go back and look at the finishes Rock and Austin used to do, or in other these other Brett and Sean, and like it was, but they were they were just they were just solid finishes, and but it was yeah. now there's all this emphasis on other parts. I don't know, it's how many moves you can no sell before going into a move that's smaller that you're going to sell. It it just makes no sense. And when you do something, you know their finishes, their finish. That's uh, and again we've seen Roman. And part of that is and it's WWE's fault for allowing it. Where it takes him, you know, he hits 10 spears in a match. And then, you know, you do one the month later. It's like, it doesn't feel right to some people. Because when you just showed them, he had to took 10 to do that on somebody else. And it's, uh, that's another reason finishes need to be protected. So that they, they do get the pop when you do hit it. So I, it's, uh, it's multiple thought thoughts on that yeah. for me. But it's, everybody went out there and busted their ass. And again, it, it's not every show could be their biggest show of the year sure uh you know speaking of rain someone we haven't talked a lot about the show uh i, I just before we went on I, I read an article from bobby fulton 
Uh, I don't know if you remember, he used to wrestle as legendary tag team wrestler Bobby Fulton, the Fantastics, was a recent guest on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. He promoted his upcoming World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling show occurring on May 26th. Uh, this will be Fulton's final match after 40 years in the business. Uh, but he had a lot to say about Roman Reigns. I'm going to tell you right now, if Roman Reigns was wrestling back in the day, they would have fired him already because he can't get his job done if they hired him as a babyface. When I was working in Memphis, I said, man, the people are booing me when I walked to the ring. Jerry Lawler said, well, maybe it's time for you to go. But here's a babyface. And like I said, if Roman Reigns was wrestling back in the day, and I mean, I give all the props to his family, where he comes from, and who he is. But as far as getting the job done as a professional wrestler, he's a sports entertainer. He's not getting it done because he's not able to make that connection with people. And, you know, look, Bobby Fulton's wrestled for 40 years. I'm hesitant to disagree with the guy. I'm only a fan. But you know, everything we've talked about on the show, I think it's really easy to say this is not a representation of modern how modern-day WWE works. I mean, Reigns has a great look. He seems pretty athletic. There's a lot of the crowd who pushes back against him. But you know, Reigns still sells a ton of merchandise. He's you know, number two behind Cena. You know, so when the mark when the mark for life's of the world are booing him, they're still plying plenty of shirts with his name on him. So, you know, I think you know, Bobby Fulton blaming Reigns saying he should be fired is just real short-sighted and... Yeah, that's uh, now everyone has their opinion on it, and he's given his opinion from probably that he was experienced back in in his time period, and uh, things have changed tremendously in in the way um, things are done up there. And and Rome, you got a lot of people have forgotten this. Roman was the one people fans were cheering for Roman, and uh, and then when they realized that. He was going to get a Cena-like type push uh, or whatever you want to call it. They, uh, they slowly turned against that. And, but I, I, I'm, a, I'm also of the thought process that with these fans, the, the, the certain percentage of them, whoever you put in that spot and push that hard, there's going to be backlash from, from the crowd sure. because of the, the success you want to see a guy do good, but you don't want to see him do too good. And uh, it's a very real thing. Um, the role, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, and I can't, I never will judge anyone for giving their opinion on the matter. I just think he's, uh, I think a lot of people do like Roman. Now, a question to ask is, if another guy was receiving that push, would he possibly, you know, be surpassing Cena and be be making them even more money? Is there is there a possibility? Absolutely. Have they really tried that? No, they haven't. So, um, there there's something to you know, because whoever you put in that spot is going to sell merchandise one way or the other. Sure. Because it, that's just it, it. That's but who's going to sell the most merchandise? Again, that's WWE's call. If they if that's what you know they're going for, which they don't always necessarily do. Uh, it's just, uh, it's tough. I, I like Roman a lot. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he, I think he would make a great heel. And I think that would, uh, but again, a lot of those people, if you do turn them, I think they're just going to cheer him. It's, uh, <laughs> just that, <out> spite. <laughs> yeah. And there's a good percentage of them where they, they boo just to boo. And they, they just, they, cause it's the cool thing to do, but it's again, a lot of those are the ones that go to the shows, but you got to remember everywhere this guy goes, kids and families, he's the biggest star. Yeah. Kids and families typically aren't on message boards it, for the most part, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a very real thing. 
So these people are arguing with each other. They, they migrate towards each other and they, they find like minds like theirs. Oh, you hate Roman. Oh, I fucking hate Roman too. And then, you know, before you know it, it's an army of ants all in one fucking chat room on Reddit talking about their hatred of Roman Reigns because he's doing so goddamn good. It's just the way that it's, I don't know, to say, I don't, I, 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 based on maybe back in the day, you, you could say he would have been fired. That was a different period in today's WWE though. He's making them as much money as anybody which is the name of the game, so or it's supposed to be anyways, so it's tough. But I, I do think there is something to, I think you make him a bigger star by turning him heel because I think that would, uh, it would be the natural evolution of the, of the Roman Reigns character uh, based off of how the crowd has treated him, uh, the, the, the vocal part of the crowd there, of those, those internet fans. It's... It could make for interesting TV, but I, again, I, I would like to see it too, just to just to watch those same fans start cheering him. Just uh, it would because it, it would it would make all the sense in the world, based off how they act on certain things. But that got me to thinking. I when I looked over your notes earlier, I was like, if I was in charge, I would almost <laughs> just to really piss these people off. Um, I would go all out on making him the most kid-friendly good guy of all time. I'm talking, I, and I don't know if there's something to the where you uh, you book him in a little different way, like because everything's in wrestling as far as wrestling and everything they booked him as a good guy for is worked in has been in the wrestling realm, where like if yeah. it was a situation where you have a plant in the crowd of a fan and it's. And it's a money in the bank ladder match and Roman's in the match. And uh, you got two guys on the ladder, everybody else down. And you got Mark for life hops the fucking guardrail and slides (laughs) into the ring and hits the ladder and knocks the two guys off. And Roman is there to beat the shit out of him. And you get a guy and like you let him actually beat the shit out of him. And in a kind of working way, but the guy knows what he signed up for. Where he, (laughs) he saves the day where... Little like a real life situation, like what a badass Roman Reigns just before security comes and takes him away, and you get blood everywhere. Like a real life situation where like you book him, or you hear there's this thing like Roman saves an airplane, something like with a like <laughs> they create this story like where you just make him the ultimate fucking good guy in real life, where he's doing the media rounds and like it would either completely piss off these hardcore fans even more. Or they would just completely buy into it all, and he would become their all-time favorite. So I don't know. <laughs> it's funny you say that about you know the people online because you know they create this echo chamber where they just want to hear what they want to hear, and I think you've been a victim of that. You know, a victim's not the right word for you, but you you've been on the receiving end of that enough. I mean, oh no, you can call me a victim. It's okay. Yeah, I'll be. I'll take a. I'll, I'll be the victim in that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I agree. I've seen it. It's. It's. Uh, they make up their minds they want to hate you and they will try to justify that feeling however they can. And uh, because in a lot of it comes down to they're, they're unhappy in their lives. And, it, it, sure. and it's a way for them to not focus on their lives by focusing on something else. And it's a lot of the hate they had, like for me, for Roman, it's not justified. It's not, it, it, at the end of the day, it, it, it's those people, if they were to actually meet Roman Reigns and hang out with him in a room and have a beer with him, they, 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 they wouldn't have a bad thing to say. 
but it's they don't and they're not so and they're they're gonna go online and they go and they bitch and complain and everybody else is wrong but them so yeah next story is about Corey graves uh people are asking is Corey graves in trouble for his comments about greatest royal rumble uh, Dave Meltzer, here he goes again, reported in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Corey Graves had heat on him for remarks made during commentary at WWE's Greatest Royal Rumble event in Saudi Arabia. According to the reports, Graves came across during the broadcast to have remorse or second thoughts over the event because of a few cryptic comments he made during the show. The speculation that the comments were due to him having issues with the company, holding an event in the country without female stars. Graves then took to Instagram on Monday of this week to write the following. Here's a drink to remember that no matter how bad we think we have it, at least our women have rights and we shall have freedom of expression. Uh, hashtag, if you if you get it, you get it. Meltzer noted there were some people within WWE that although his comments were understandable, he should have made them privately. And then he also added, uh, people within WWE say that Graves is more replaceable than he thinks he is. Uh, I think that's bullshit. Graves is probably the best commentator WWE has. And, uh, you know, look, I tend to agree with his comments here. I mean, you know, he has the right to say them. I mean, you know, it's probably not the best move in terms of business to make those when your boss has a massive business deal going on. But uh, I'm just hoping this blows over. Because like I said, I like Corey Graves. I think he's a great commentator. And I think he said what would need to be said. So, Yeah, this is one of the things that, uh, unfortunately, that social media and, um, and I know with WWE because they, when I was there, they had a lot of the talent. I believe pretty much everybody signed them. I didn't. It was a, a thing essentially giving them control over their social media accounts or and where yeah. you agree to... Um, fines and suspensions and if you make comments that they don't deem uh, appropriate for their business transactions and if you know if you, you make a comment about cricket wireless you know service sucks but they have this huge endorsement deal with them then you know you're going to be subject to not only a fine but also suspension we have access to go into your account delete your account like it, it extremely ridiculous when you're independent contractors and uh, I didn't. I just don't. I don't agree with that. But this is one of those situations. Nothing he said is wrong at all. But you do have to. You know, they got a huge business deal. You know, over there. And ultimately, is anything going to come of it? No. And it's not. He's 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 stating the obvious of what is going on. It's not. He, nothing he said is not true. But you know, is there? You can always say, is there a, a better way to handle it or? Can you, should you not make, you know, it's okay. It's one thing to say that maybe in private, you know, to other guys and the other wrestlers or whoever you're around, but do you necessarily go and share that online? He felt the need to, so, and that's his right to. It's, it is ridiculous when you hear, I always often wonder how these reports come out, which it just, to me, shows, I feel like WWE puts these out at times. Well, I'm like, well, you know, say he has heat and he's, he's replaceable. And uh, let him, because the majority of those guys all read that stuff, you know, sure. whether it's to make sure they're not in the headlines for any of the wrong things or whatnot. <laughs> like, and it's, I know they're brought up in the meetings and stuff. And it's like, it's so ridiculous because when you look at the, the root of who's actually coming up with this stuff, it's it's like, what are, what are we doing? And uh, it, it's just a weird thing. But he, I mean, he's not saying anything that was not true and not going on. So, and it's. That again, nobody should judge a critique. It's, it's, I thought it was a, a fairly harmless comment, and he, he was having a beer celebrating us having our rights over here, where not all places, uh, everyone is uh, not treated the same way. So, 
Uh, we got some good news this week about Jason Jordan. Apparently, he's going to be returning to action. Uh, earlier this oh, week, it was reported that former WWE Raw tag champion Jason Jordan is expected to return from injury later this month to the Raw brand. He's been out of action since early 2018 due to a neck issue and was last seen on TV when Kurt Angle sent him home. He was healthy enough to compete. Uh, you know, I loved the spoiled child of Kurt Angle story they'd been playing with before he went out. Uh, it really, you know, I thought Jordan's always had a ton of talent in the ring. It was great to see he actually had that personality, too. And I think he's going to be a guy to watch out for, you know, coming up. He's got a real high ceiling. He's got, you know, wrestling background, the look. Now he's got a personality. I think the sky's the limit for Jason Jordan here. I think he's really good at playing that little whiny, snotty, <laughs> spoiled son. I, Andy, uh, I, I was enjoying his work tremendously before he got hurt. And, but now the thing is he has a neck injury like that. I don't know how severe. I mean, you have neck surgery. Neck surgery is serious. There's no, there's oh, yeah. no such thing as a, not a serious neck surgery as minor as major as, as it is um you know and he's a young guy to have that and it's so uh, it, it makes you wonder like how i i just don't uh it'll be interesting to see how his body holds up and how if he has to adjust um his style at all too and because when you have a neck injury like that it's it's, it's no laughing matter but i think he uh he has huge potential where it, like that's a guy where you run with that with that you make him you make him a heel with that and let him go out there and have the matchups and and, and be in, in with with all the other big names and he doesn't have to always be in a in a top position but you keep some steam with him and just let him have that that character development time because it's done him very well and and down the line you, you know you could you have another really great baby face again when the time is right after he has a huge run as that. So I, I think he's extremely entertaining and I, I buy into the whole thing as far as he, yeah. he, he does that masterfully. So I'm, I'm happy to see him back and that hopefully all's well with his neck now. Uh, here, here's something we don't talk about too often. Uh, apparently Total Divas was renewed for two more seasons. Uh, Ian at WWE's fan favorite TV series, Total Divas has been greenlit for seasons eight and nine. Uh, look, I'm definitely not the, the right demographic for Total Divas, but <laughs> you know, I could not—I cannot believe it was on for—it's been on for nine seasons and still pretty damn huge success. I mean, they got the spinoffs with the Bellas, and they're doing the spinoff with Miz and Maurice. So, you know, I think it's kind of cool to bring this to a different audience than would normally watch wrestling. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, nine seasons. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seven just ended. It ended. So. I'm. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh... I used to, that, that show, I remember, um, I'm buddies with Alicia Fox, and I remember she introduced me to one of the guys that did that, the the head, one of the head guys on that, and uh, I don't know how those people, like, the, I, I'm not, in, about, about talking about the show, and like, oh, would you want to be on this, like, possibly um, joking around, and uh, Russell, I think his name was, and I was just thinking, like, God, no, that's... <laughs> like the last thing I would want is cameras on me on my off days. And um, I hated them at TV when they would like, it would just never, I always made sure I just never wanted to be in the shot of anything. Just, uh, and I think there might've been a time or two, something just walking by. Um, but I never uh, enjoyed that kind of thing. Well, cause I was there to work, to wrestle. That was, to me, it was, it was two separate things. And and you're not being paid to be on it, so you don't want to be recorded for something you're not being paid for. But it's uh, 
it's making them money, I'm sure, in a whole different... Like, a lot of chicks, man, watch that show that don't watch wrestling. But a lot, the thing is, a lot of them watch... Uh, most of them, I would say the majority of women that do watch that show aren't tuning in and watching the wrestling. They're getting their wrestling from that show. So whatever wrestling they they show them on Total Divas is what all that they're really being exposed to. But, you know, it, it could be one of those where it's like, Chicks that do watch the show and then the WWE comes to town for a pay-per-view, they go watch the pay-per-view in person because, you know, the, the girls they watch on TV are going to be there. So it, I'm sure it does translate partially for them, but it is a whole different audience for the most part. So, I mean, of course, there will be a small crossover probably with that. But, again, nine seasons of anything, is that's not easy, that's not easy to do. So, obviously, people are watching. So the WWE makes money, you know, even if you're not doing the wrestling, because uh, there's been a lot of. I noticed it was in Toys R Us a couple weeks ago. They had like the like their Barbie dolls for uh, w- wrestling women, you know, that, which I thought was pretty cool. Because my my uh, youngest daughter is actually a really big fan of Carmilla, so we got one for her. So I think you know it's it's a way to kind of tap into an audience that might not necessarily yeah. you know, ever go to a wrestling show, but hey, you can still send them merchandise. So absolutely, and that's what that's what they have gotten really really good at on doing so and finding other ways to make money without just the wrestling. Uh, over the weekend, they announced uh, WWE announced final two members of uh, Four Horsemen report to the, the Performance Center in Orlando. Uh, Jasmine Duke and Marina Sharif have joined their former their Four Horsewomen teammates Ronda Rousey and uh, Sonya Baszler in making the move from mixed martial arts to sports entertainment. They report for training today at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the five foot eleven Duke fought professionally from 2012 to 2016, competing in the bantamweight class for organizations including UFC. She's also a member of the UFC's Ultimate Fighter reality competition series as part of Team Rousey. Uh, Shafir, known for her nickname, the Supernova from Moldova, stands five foot seven and is fought under banners of Invicta Victa and Lights Out Promotions. She's also engaged to NXT superstar Roderick Strong. I didn't know that. Uh, Baszler and Rousey's impact in Squared Circle has been nothing less than immense. The Queen of Spades forcefully claimed the, w- the NXT's women's title for Member Moon at NXT TakeOver. While Ronda, uh, R- R- Rowdy Ronda has emerged as one of Raw's top superstars following a spectacular re- re- debut at WrestleMania. With the success of Ronda Rousey and Shanna Baszler, it seemed pretty inevitable. I think it could be an awesome showcase for the women wrestlers to have horsewomen versus horsewomen at the next WrestleMania. Not sure, quite sure it would be the last match of the show, but could definitely be a featured attraction. Yeah, that's, uh, again, just signing more talented performers and... Um, Again, I don't know how well, you know, Rousey's so well-known worldwide. Uh, the other two, I don't know. I've never heard of them. I'm not a huge, like, I didn't follow. I, I, I follow MMA a little bit. I'm not, uh, you know, not nearly as close as I do wrestling or anything. So uh, you could have to condition the wrestling audience as a whole as to who they are, which they, they could more than do that, though. So it's uh, that's good, though, that hopefully they work hard and apply themselves into the wrestling world and, and have have success at it. Okay, uh, got an interesting story this week. It was about Muhammad Hassan. Uh, he returned to the ring. Uh, former WWE superstar Muhammad Hassan, real name Mark Capani, is returned to wrestling after 13 years. Yesterday at the Dynasty King of Thrones event in Amsterdam, New York, Muhammad Hassan is one of the more controversial WWE superstars in the history of the company. He debuted near the top of the card as a disgruntled Arab-American gimmick, railing on his fellow fellow countrymen for treating him differently because he was of Middle Eastern origin following 9-11. His run in WWE didn't last very long. After a controversial angle where masked men came out to attack The Undertaker, 
This episode was taped before the London bombings, but WWE still decided to air it after the bombings. At that point, UPN basically banned Hassan from ever appearing on SmackDown, and pretty much a month after that, WWE cut him entirely. Uh, Kapani basically stepped out of the business entirely. He actually went on to become a teacher. Um, a few weeks ago, Kapani had appeared on Robbie E's podcast, Why It Ended, to tell his story. He said he had no interest in ever getting back in the ring and just still made some appearances every now and then. But apparently doing that podcast made Kapani reconsider, so he decided to give it a shot in the ring. Uh, personally, I always thought Kapani had a really bad break. I mean, it just happened to be terrible timing on his part. It was nothing he did, It just, but he still kind of took a brunt of it and moved on. I mean, he did move on with his life, but you, you kind of like guys to be able to go out on their own terms, not because of something like that. Yeah, that um, I remember being in Deep South Wrestling during all of that, my first year in wrestling for WWE. Um because I think they used some of the Deep South guys for those uh, for the masked uh, oh, men, that thing, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm curious why he's going back after 13 years of he, he doing, and again, just doing maybe a one little time deal and stuff. But uh, that's an unfortunate situation where somebody shouldn't lose their job for playing a character. It's one thing for the right. character to be scrapped. But, you know, uh, you would think that this guy going out and playing a character that's so hated where it could affect his personal life in real life that you would uh, take care of him and make sure that, you know, maybe take him off TV for a bit and try to repackage him because uh, he's not he's just playing a character. So I never understood why he got fired during that because he was just playing a character. The character can be killed off. I understand that. But to fire the person playing the character seems ridiculous. But again, I don't know the whole situation. Could it have been that that was the only character they had interest in him playing and they didn't see anything else in him? Possibly. I think you owed it to maybe give him a fair shake to to try something else after that, considering the circumstances, the unfortunate circumstances surrounding that. But, you know... It's I don't own the company that business and it was I mean that was a little different time period I think honestly too I think if that had happened now and they did that I think there would have been more serious repercussions with everything with social yeah. media and whatnot whereas that kind of they got away with it back then but yeah our last story of the night is about uh, All In uh, that's Cody Rhodes' big show in uh, Chicago on September first last week the Young Bucks posted up ticket prices for All In show they're running in Chicago's Sears Center Arena on September first. Uh, floor seat tickets range from $53 to $153. Now, per tier tickets are going for $20 each. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought the prices were a little high for an indie show. I mean, it's not, you know, what, you know, WE doesn't charge that for house shows and things like that. But the more I thought about it, I mean, it's not like All In has the same revenue streams as WWE. And you have a lot of hardcore wrestling fans, they're probably going to pay it. So, I mean, I don't know if they could fill 10,000 seats, but I you know, totally admire Cody and the Bucks for trying to give it a shot. It's a lot like Jericho's Cruise. I think, you know, you need to take that big, huge swing and, or you'd be left wondering if you could have made it work. So I you really hope the show does well. Yeah, no, that's one of those deals. So taking a big swing here, if they hit and, and they hit a home run, then they open up the possibility of doing even an even bigger show, and they have a track record now showing, no, look, we just did this. Let's, let's go for 15. Let's go for 12. Let's go for 20. You never know with this. Uh, so again, it, it's, I'm very curious to see how this plays out for them. And it's, uh, you don't know until you try it and see, you know, maybe they only get a few thousand people. I don't know. 
maybe it's it seems it, if they can publicize and promote this enough and it, selling out is is it's not going to be an easy task but it's very possible I, you can never say never for this stuff with this day and age with social media if they set aside a correct budget and targeted that to the right audience which for wrestling is not that hard they they could do fairly well and I think the only you know disadvantage is that you know, you're not gonna get a lot of casual people go out there. But I think you could make it up for it. The hardcore wrestling, like you said, those people will spend money like crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you could do that if you booked the right people on the show too. That that, that is a very real thing. And that's you can't you from a, a wrestling promoter standpoint. There you got you got your guys that you got. You got to look outside the box too. And well, who do who can who can we book that can bring in kids and families? Because there are names out there for that, and they have to be. Yeah. If you're you're trying to sell out sell out a show, you have to be smart enough to know that there you have you want to attract all audience types. You don't want to seclude any part of your audience. So it's uh, and that and that's part of. And I'm not a wrestling promoter, but it's you you want to cover all your bases, and that applies to all areas of life. So, but I, I honestly I hope they do great, and they because it will open up the possibility. And then give them options of, of going for even bigger shows in the future. So, all right, that's it for me. That's it for me for this week. All right, anything you want to plug, Ace, before I let you go here? Oh. Uh, this is Mike Ace Malero. Catch me on CriticalLeft.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at HNM. I was actually kind of funny. Someone was on your YouTube page before asking, uh, is this free rock page? And I said, yes. He's like, how do you know? I'm like, well, the person you're listening to up there is me. So I'm pretty sure you're on the right page. You're good to go. <laughs> good deal no well ace thank you very much for for calling in this week and uh i'll catch up with you when i get back from australia and uh have a great week and good trip all right thank you buddy take care all right guys we will be right back after these messages I am the ultimate Ryback, and I'm here to tell you about Feed Me More Nutrition. It is the ultimate premium in sports nutrition. Wake up, unlimited energy. I take it non-stop, and I am all the unlimited energy from the gods above my blood. My my skin, the energy is pouring through my system. The big guy, all natural testosterone booster will be giving you erections to the heavens. And if you need protein, protein builds muscles upon muscles. My I. So hungry, premium grass-fed, prebiotic, and hand whey protein. Isolate is what you need. Fat, burn body fat with shell shock. Extreme fat burner, the most powerful fat burner on the market today. Feed me more nutrition. Save 10%. With podcast 10 available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. All right, we are back. 
this week it's going to be a little bit of a, of a shorter show here. And uh, unfortunately, we had to turn around doing this, this recording on a Tuesday as I take off for Australia. It's an 11-day tour. So uh, when I get back, we will be back on track the following week doing a, a show uh, Sunday. I get back Sunday morning into Las Vegas on the 20th. And we will be recording that night to get the show hopefully out Monday uh, morning, Monday afternoon, and uh, returning to our normal format. But the show must go on. Joe is, is stuck um, working for another company tonight, and he's probably not going to get out of there till a little later. And uh, I got to wrap up everything on my end here and, and get this show sent out and uh, finish packing and, and tying up some loose ends here at home. Everything with the townhouse before I uh, I got to get up really early and, and get a big workout in and, and take care of the dogs and make sure they're all set before I uh, hightail it uh, across the world. And uh, I got some really cool wrestling matchups coming up, two for rock and roll wrestling. Uh, and then I'm also going to be, uh, when this podcast airs on Monday, I'll be lying on a beach somewhere, most likely over in Australia. Uh, for a few days chilling out. And then I got three big matchups with, uh, I believe, for AWF over in Australia against Jay Lethal, Chris Daniels, and Suicide. So Indy Ryback is going to be uh, taking on three of the uh, top independent slash impact wrestling stars, Ring of Honor stars, multiple places. Um with those guys, so I'm really looking forward to that. It uh, should be a really, really good time. With that said, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to do some tips of the week here. I'm going to touch on a few other things going on and uh, take some questions. We've got a lot of questions tonight and uh, do a few plugs, and we're going to wrap up this week's show, and uh, hopefully you guys tune back in next week. It's uh, one of the tough things about doing a doing various things is is uh, especially a podcast is is syncing everything up and, and timing everything and again I have everything ready for the YouTube show here which hopefully we can get the original cast all together on a regular basis when uh, Phoenix decides she wants to do the show again on a more regular basis but again, her schedule is not very accommodating to to getting here here in person a lot and uh, especially. Just with everything else, with what I have going on, we kind of have certain time windows we need to stick up, keep everything in, and it's been really hard uh, to get everyone on track. But we will, we'll get it figured out, and uh, we will, uh, we will keep the show going on. That said, tips of the week this week. Tips of the week, yay! The Everything Store, Jeff Bezos. And the Age of Amazon by Brad Stone. Yep, I just bought this book today. I have not started it yet. I want to understand Amazon even better. And uh, I want to understand Jeff Bezos even better. I'm actually going to be shooting him an email here uh, about everything going on. Because the word on the street is he checks his email to this day. Jeff at Amazon.com. If you guys want to email Jeff, Jeff at Amazon.com. And let him know your thoughts on this Wake Up Unlimited Energy Cherry Limeade scandal going on. It's, uh, which I'm going to talk about that after these tips here and uh, give everyone an update on what's going on with that. Quote of the week 
Do something today your future self will thank you for. And I got that from my quote set. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do with things in my life right now with my body kind of being in the position that it was and doing some stuff, making money and, and helping people and doing things without using my body where I'm using my mind a little more to set myself up for when I am older that uh, I can say thank you for taking the time and doing this uh, when I did. And um, you just got to start. There's no better time than now. Nutrition tip of the week. If you're a big fruit lover and uh, you just can't give up fruit, try try sticking to things like watermelon. And there there's other fruits like this, but they are lower in sugar than a lot of the other fruits. One cup of watermelon has 12 grams of carbs and nine and a half grams of sugars. Uh, but a lot of these fruits, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 grams of sugar, um, they, they, they can get pretty high. And uh, sugar, sugar once inside the body. But watermelon, you can eat a little bit more of it and uh, not quite get, get as much sugar and as much carbs as you would in the, uh, the other fruits. And uh, so if you just, it's something you can't live without, you know, having a couple pieces of that uh, will do far less damage to yourself than, than other fruits out there. Workout tip of the week. If you're in a pinch and you got one of those BOSU balls, B-O-S-U ball, look them up, Google it, BOSU ball. It's a great thing to have at your house. I have one in my gym out in the, in the, the big guy workout complex. And it's, uh, it's that half ball where you could like stand on it on one side and then it's like a half ab ball on the other side or a quarter ab ball depending on how high you, you pump it up. Great, great tool to have. You can do so many different things on it. But uh, this one is like a, something along the lines and you could vary the numbers depending on your, on your physical shape. But if you're in a pinch and you just need something to get a total body workout, say you only got 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you don't have time to go to the gym. You got kids. You got life is just handing you a shit sandwich for the week. Just do a rude little 50-50-50 routine where you need, maybe you, you break it into sets of 10 and where you do you do 10 push-ups on the ball, 10 squats on the ball, and then you flip that ball over where it's on the actual ball side and you do 10 crunches on it. And just maybe, maybe it's sets of 25, whatever you can physically handle. And you do a few sets of that. Get a whole body pump, whole body workout. 50-50-50, something like that. I'm telling you, you will feel good. It will release endorphins. You will, you will physically have pushed yourself, and you can get that done in a very short period of time. And then you can create your own workouts. That's just something that's just that, that you get workout every little upper body, lower body, core. Something simple just to get something for the day because it will it'll help you feel better. And doing something is better than doing nothing. Just always remember that. And that's my tips of the week this week. The, uh, so for everyone, the Amazon situation, the wake up a limited energy cherry has been relisted. And so this has been, been very, a lot of phone calls with Amazon. And I try, I, I've tried my best to be understanding in this matter. And they're an enormous company and, and they're too big for their own good. And the people there don't want to get in trouble. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. And they pass you on from person to person. And the departments there can't communicate with each other, unfortunately. Which is not good to be a seller in that, in that environment. Because when something goes wrong, 
it, it makes it really hard for something to get done in a timely matter. And we're at eight weeks now. The Wake Up Unlimited Energy uh, is I had to, I finally got it relisted after this time. They, they got back to me finally. Jesse, whom still hasn't gotten back to me after this, finally says, I need to submit another plan of action to the safety team with more pointers on what to put on the plan of action. Nothing I haven't already sent them, by the way. All right, send another plan of action to the safety department. Within 30 minutes, your product is now approved. What? I was in shock. I'm looking at this and uh, I go, for seven and a half weeks, you've told me, no, 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 for essentially the same email that I've sent. Now, all of a sudden, you're approving it. Great. A win's a win. Well, not so great. So I had uh, a bunch of inventory there that they had said was zero, which it wasn't zero. There was thousands of dollars of inventory there. They decided to, during this process, if something is inactive, a, a supplement is inactive on their listings, which they made my, my Wake Up Unlimited Energy Cherry inactive. If it's inactive for 30 days, they create a removal order and send you back the inventory. Why they would do that makes no sense because I had spoken to them specifically about this when I got that email that this was coming up where they put it in the notes not to have this item removed until this situation has been dealt with, until everybody knew what was going on. Because I paid money to have that stuff shipped there. That cost me money. I'm charged for that. Cost me money to have Amazon label it with their own labels. So they tell me that they sent back uh, three-fourths of my inventory and they would not provide me a tracking number on that. And it started to trickle in the last couple days in various boxes, all brand new, all in perfect shape. They then told me I had of that inventory. They said there were 34 units of it that were defective and damaged. And which is not the case because everything is inspected before it's sent out to them. And everything was brand new, labeled, sealed, whole, whole, whole shebang. So, one, either Amazon is just making that up. They're not defective. They're perfectly fine. But they're saying that. So I'm waiting. I'm awaiting. It's been four days still. I have not heard back from them after this. And I'm waiting for confirmation on what is going on with that inventory of the 30-something. The rest of them have been sent, being, are being sent back to me, which I will be able to resell those at least on feedmemore.com. I had to turn around and ship them more cherry limeade in case they don't reinstate the 30-something that they're saying are defective, which I have a feeling after this whole deal, I don't want to wait and wait, find out one way or the other. So I shipped more inventory, paid for more inventory after them costing me thousands of dollars in this whole thing that they refused to pay back anything. Fees, nothing. They've, they've accepted zero blame uh, in any of this, which is, that's, you know, unfortunately... Uh, doesn't reflect well on them from a, from a company standpoint, uh, in a situation like this, where nothing, none of the, none of this should have happened to begin with. And unfortunately it did. So the, the wake up unlimited energy should be when, by the time this podcast airs, the cherry should be available on Amazon again. And, uh, hopefully in the foreseeable future and for many years to come, there are no more issues like this because I've learned nothing 
from how to handle this. I, so it, it, I can't even chalk it up as a learning experience. It, it's just cost my company a lot of money. It's cost me a lot of time, a lot of stress. And uh, it's something I, I wish they could address on how they treat their sellers and uh, from a communication standpoint. And doing it in a timely manner, It's um, that's been the one disappointment that, you know, it's one thing if, if something takes a few days, but to go on two months, two months of sales uh, of one of my top products. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but hopefully it will be resolved. I'll get back all my inventory and, uh, I'm hoping they respond back. And, uh, I've requested again to, uh, for approval to be reimbursed, um, for this entire process. So, uh, we'll have more on that in the coming weeks on, uh, their response on that. But other than that, I'm just townhouse is almost done and uh, I'll be getting that up on Airbnb when I return uh, from Australia and, uh, getting the, just had the, the cable installed uh, today with the Wi-Fi there. Got all the little things. I got a couple more little bedroom lamps and a, and a living room rug coming. Maybe get one one more frame for the master bedroom. And other than that, it, it's ready to rock and roll. Maybe a grill outside also as well at some point here. But uh, we have everything in there for it to to be rented out and uh, for, for people to come and stay in and, and come enjoy Las Vegas. So... I will actually be creating that listing while I'm over in Australia and uh, quite possibly getting a lot of the, some of that work done on the airplane ride over. And uh, so that will be up and running here shortly after I get back uh, from Australia. And uh, so that will be a little bit of stress from getting all that done. That's taken a bit of, bit of my time, but it's all worth it. And I'm doing the inter intermittent fasting 16 hours of no eating, eight hours of eating. Got to eat bigger meals in between. I'm uh, digesting different information on this diet. I got it from hearing Joe Rogan talk about it on his podcast with different different guests. And uh, I talked a little bit about it last week. It's uh, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's actually a, a huge stress relief for me. So much of my time is revolved around eating my whole life. And you always... There's all this research showing that there's all these benefits to intermittent fasting. And it's uh, I'm still learning about it. And I wanted just to experience it myself and see if I could hold on to my muscle mass and get even leaner. Um, and give my body a little bit of a break from constantly having to just work and digest food. And and uh, see if, if, if my blood work improves doing it. And just see what other changes I notice. See how my energy levels are. You know, it, it's... Uh, and, you know, I do my BCAAs, my finish at BCAAs all throughout the day and all in the morning and all at night. And uh, minus except for when I'm sleeping. And I'm telling you, I feel great. My weight, I was still 281 pounds the other day going to bed. And uh, it's it, I, I'm really digging it so far. So I'll, I'll have more on this as the longer I do it, the more that I learn and not only learn about, but I could actually try and apply and see if I see any of those things, the, the things that I'm reading about, seeing how they apply to me and what might work, what might not work. So it's uh, definitely something to look into though, especially if you've struggled with weight loss, because we're, we're, we're fed so much bullshit from people and, and the world revol revolves around people trying to make money. So it's up to us to, to kind of try shit out for ourselves and figure out what the hell works and what doesn't work. And, uh, it's, uh, I'm enjoying it so far though. 
But with that, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to do, do some questions with you guys tonight. And uh, before we do a few plugs here and, and wrap up this week's show, I like you. I appreciate you guys joining in on Instagram and, and participating in this. I like I like getting back to you. Hopefully, there's not a as many return to WWE comments. Although they're always greatly appreciated, and I think that's uh, it means the world to me. It's just it's sometimes could become a little bit redundant. But let's see. Looking through the questions here. Uh, thoughts on mixing partial reps into full range set by Army Grunt for Life. Everything works and nothing works. Again, uh, I'm, I, I've always kind of done full range of motion. Um, I, even though I, I'm sure doing partial reps can be beneficial. I've just, I personally have never really uh, done them to be quite honest uh, outside of here and there on a little bit of there's um a couple little bicep machines I came across that had partial reps where you could do that I'm just I'm a big believer in full full range of motion and that's always worked well for me um not to say that it can't work because everything works and nothing works so it's just what's going to work best for you and if you enjoy doing it stick with it let's see uh from Jay Gersney, nineteen ninety. Are you thinking of getting more property if this Airbnb works, and would you do it in a different state? Uh, I absolutely am planning on this going fairly well. And uh, again, though, I won't know until I get it up and get some few months under my belt with it, and at least a minimum. Hopefully, it always covers the cost of it. But it's. Um, any of these profits that do come in are going to be reinvested in a, into another property. So uh, for me, again, if this does really well in this area, I would get another one in this area. Because in La- Las Vegas has rules on Airbnb where you got to pay a $500 fee uh, if you're in Las Vegas because of the hotels. And uh, there's other rules and regulations. But in North Las Vegas, where I am at, about 25 to 30 minutes away from the Strip, and in a beautiful area of Vegas and uh, in the city, it's uh, they those rules don't apply. So, for me, if I can get these properties turning, you know, two, three, four, you know, thousand dollars a month per property, depending on how they rent out, I believe Airbnb said with the area I'm in, with the the type of property that I have, uh, three to thirty five hundred is kind of the range that I could be looking at per month with that. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes see the feedback that I get, and uh, I would probably, if it goes well, I would get another one in this area. Because again, for me, there's going to come a point where I'm not going to be able to handle all this. But in the meantime, I'm very hands-on with everything. It uh, So I like having everything in a certain vicinity around me that uh, that I'm not driving, you know, all the way across the, the city and having to do things and or, you know... Uh, God forbid another state right now. I'm just not at that level. This is just getting my my feet wet here, and uh, this is the, my my first exposure into the real estate world. It's the one thing I'm not in, and I want to be in. And uh, it's like anything else; it's going to take time to grow. And it's uh, I, I plan on investing some of my stock profits in the upcoming year into another Airbnb property. I would ideally like to have. Uh, Single units, I'd like to have ideally four or five at minimum going at one point. 
And uh, at that point, I'd have a property manager taking that over, and uh, and I could justify that. But it's uh, and then eventually, you know, start setting my my sights on bigger properties, multi door units, things of that nature. That's um, but again, just starting. Can you know, make my mistakes, learn. Hopefully, there's not a lot, but do my learning on these single property units on this first one. Work the kinks out, and uh, I got all the other things going on, and. And hopefully here it's, you know, eventually it would be great to be in other states. It's just something you, you can't look too far down the road yet, you know, just baby steps. Uh, Hail Mary Daniels asks, powerlifting or bodybuilding? Which is better for in-ring conditioning? How do you build your workout plan? Uh, well, powerlifting is not good for in-ring conditioning at all. Bodybuilding is not necessarily bad for it. Um at all, it, you, I think you just got to incorporate some functional training, whether you are a power lifter or a bodybuilder. I think power lifting and pro wrestling don't mix well together uh, as far as staying healthy. I think uh, power lifting is extremely hard on your body. Wrestling is extremely hard on your body, alters your body um, where things uh, don't tend to work like they used to uh, if you before you got into that profession. So... I would think, uh, and as I've gotten older, I've learned to lighten up on my training as far as the amount of, of weight because there just comes a point where you, in more volume because I'm doing all my conditioning. Conditioning gets you in condition. There, there's, no, there's no workout plan outside of conditioning that can actually get you in ring, in, in ring shape. And for me, it's burpees, jumping rope, things that physically exert yourself, mountain climbers, you know, pushing yourself on the Stairmaster, doing rounds if you're doing the elliptical, doing rounds like three-minute rounds or five-minute rounds of all-out, or at a high level on really high, a, a high difficulty, things of that nature. It's, uh, but powerlifting is probably not going to sit well with, with many wrestlers as far as health-wise. Moving on. Trying to see here. <laughs> Jay Greenup123 asks, do you ever go to the chicken ranches out in Pahrump? I've only been to Pahrump once as a kid for a baseball game, which got canceled because of rain. And just the other day to go get firecrackers, I was out there for, I made an hour and a half drive, beautiful drive, 90-minute drive. And I was at the fireworks store for maybe 10 minutes. And I was on my, got food and on my way back home. So it was uh, in and out, and uh, so no chicken ranches for the big guy. Uh, what uh, crisp eighty four asks? What vegetables do you eat while on the keto diet? And uh, that is mo mostly green, broccoli, asparagus, green beans, and, and try to do fresh vegetables are always best. But you know sometimes I get the the microwavable ones and. You try to always avoid eating out of cans when you can, even though I got to say I love the green beans, the low-sodium green beans in the cans. Something about those, I put a little potassium salt on them. But uh, if it's green, it'll keep you lean. Uh, let's see. Heel Holmes asks, what is the best way to stand out in indie wrestling in 2018 as far as look, promos, ring work, etc.? You uh, just have to apply yourself and be yourself. 
and, uh, and try to find a way to be yourself and turn up the volume. And uh, don't ask other people what they think. I think that's a big problem. I always remember guys did that when I was younger uh, in wrestling. And like, what would you think of my match? Did you like my match? Did you like that move I did? Who the fuck cares? As long as you liked it and you got the feedback from the people watching, that's uh, or you're the people in charge, doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. Because you're only going to start creating doubt in your mind doing that. And I saw some very talented guys just drive themselves crazy because you're never going to, you're going to, what'd you think of this? What'd you think of that? What'd you think of this? What'd you think of my match? How'd that look? How'd this look? You're going, it just shows you don't have confidence, have fucking confidence and, uh, and apply yourself and work really hard. Look the part. If you were going to fight for your life, if you had one opportunity to fight for your life, you're going to be put in a pit as a gladiator to fight for your life. You would train your ass off to be in the best shape possible. You should treat wrestling that same way. Because that is what it is. It is an illusion of a real fight. Let's see. Uh, yes, man, Tom. Meat Hook City versus Duplex City. Which wins? Which place would tourists tourist regret visiting the most due to pain levels? Well, I'm going to say Duplex City because falling off uh, to uh, a duplex is going to fucking hurt you really, really bad. Uh, so... I, I, I take it you meant Suplex City, but it's uh, I'm, you got Duplex City here. So yes, man, Tom, I would I would say Duplex City wins this one. Uh, let's see. And uh, the Rock United asks, which current WWE superstars would you like to face one day? And it's uh, there's a lot of talented guys there, and it's, I've wrestled with many of them there. It's uh, you know. I wouldn't want to just limit limit myself to uh, name just a few. There's a whole bunch. And uh, we'll see as time goes on how that plays out. But with that being said, a little, little lighter on the episode this week. Hopefully next week we will be uh, able to uh, have our guests back on and give you guys a little more content, a little more back and forth. But with that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick my song of the week. Here because it's uh, it's that time time for a few plugs. As uh, the dogs, I got to take the dogs out for a walk here, and uh, you know I'm looking. There's we're gonna go. Love falls by hell yeah. I don't know if I've used that one or not, but that's the one that pulled up on my phone, and that's the song of the week this week. All right, all fan mail for the big guy Ryback. Please send to P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Amazon merch for Feed Me More and Feed Me More Nutrition, the big guy Ryback, is on Amazon under Feed Me More, Feed Me More Nutrition, under the merch section there. Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon, along with eBay. In Las Vegas, at Spartan Nutrition and Wise Chiropractic. For personal videos by myself, check out bookcameo.com slash thebigguyryback. That's bookcameo.com slash thebigguyryback. For all professional wrestling bookings, please contact Paula at bookthebigguy at yahoo.com. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service, Meal prep at your doorstep, fuelmeals.com, 
Save 15% with my code, the big guy. Follow us on social media at CWTBG, on Twitter at Ryback22 on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, at the Big Guy Ryback22 on Instagram, and at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat. Thank you guys for listening. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Feed me more. Hey listeners, if you haven't joined Stitcher Premium yet, now's the perfect time. Stitcher Premium gets you completely ad-free episodes of hundreds of shows like Comedy Bang Bang, WTF with Mark Marin, and How Did This Get Made. You also get 21,000 hours of exclusive content. New exclusive originals like Marvel's Wolverine and Issa Rae's Fruit are launching every week for Stitcher Premium members. If you love podcasts, you are missing out. When you listen to ad-free episodes in Stitcher Premium, your favorite podcasters get paid. Help support your favorite shows and join Stitcher Premium today. For a free month of listening, go to stitcherpremium.com and use promo code CONVERSATIONS.